Hello, everybody. It's me, Trevor, from Trevent's Wedding and Event Planning, and you are listening to Wedding Confessions, the podcast. (laughs) I am doing something a little bit differently today. And the reason I'm doing it differently is because I have this friend who I've worked with in the wedding world who's this super cool chick. Is it okay that I called you a chick? Yeah, go for it. Okay. This super cool chick who... (laughs) posted these incredible pictures of her wedding. Her wedding that I did not plan, that I was not a part of, that I was not invited to, but you did still, offer. I did offer. I think offer. you offered many times. I did, because I just <laughs> wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> this wedding is unlike anything I've ever seen before, and I had to have them on this podcast so that the world can hear all about this super cool wedding. So I'm here today with Mandy and Aaron. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. So Mandy and I know each other because she works for Gusto 54 Catering. Mm -hmm. So she is a big deal in the wedding food world, (laughs) aren't you? Yes, yes. Well, not. I mean, big deal. You're You're very flattering. We're going to be blushing this whole podcast. Good thing they can't Uh, see you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, it's... um, it's it's nice because you know when you work within the food industry you get to bounce around and work with so many vendors and it's a very weirdly small world uh, in the Toronto scene so it's it's nice you get to make genuine friendships uh, through your vendors because you spend most weekends with them. It's super fun and before we get into how awesome your wedding was and why I think your wedding is just one of the coolest weddings I've ever seen. <laughs> Tell me a bit about the two of you. Who are you? Where did you come from? What's your love story? Oh, our love story. Um, Well, do you want to? Sure. We're certainly visually and uh, hobby-wise quite a bit different than when we met five years ago. Uh, We met on the west coast of Canada uh, while we we both worked for Harley-Davidson. Yeah. Um, we uh, wore leather and <laughs> went on sunset rides, and now we are urban Torontoites, but yeah. still wearing leather. Professional, uh, yeah. Only bedroom closed. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, this. I love it. No. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we met on the West Coast. Uh, I worked in the service department and the parts department at the local dealership there. Mm-hmm. You came, flew across the country because they found the best event professional that they could find. You were brought <laughs> over there and uh, pushed the trend on what Harley should be. And we fell in love b- taking bikes and riding out to sunsets. Yeah. And it took me a horrendously long time to actually decide to do something with you. And Very once we did, time. there was no looking back. Yeah, wow. and then I shipped him over to Ontario and and we've been here ever since it's been uh three years that we've been here Mm. and uh yeah and and we've been you know building our life here so um when it came to us trying to figure out how a a wedding would happen after he finally popped the question um we had (laughs) finally why were you anticipating it for a long time yeah I think well you know when you work in weddings uh it's uh it's kind of always on your mind and at least part of the conversation because I think for the most part, you you may not have an idea of what it is that you want, but when you see them every weekend, uh, you definitely have an idea of what you don't want. So it did start to, the conversation did come up pretty pretty quickly, I think. To, to be fair, uh, I think when we both got together, we knew that we weren't looking to just screw around and that mm-hmm. this was going to be something serious. But I think you need to be more uh, forthright about uh, how you knew that we were going to get married. And there's something that's been sitting in our closet <laughs> for like a year and a half before I even asked you to marry us. 
What, what did you buy? Closet? You it had was, your wedding dress? I had my wedding dress. Stop it. I bought my dress so early. Yeah. How early? A Just, year and a half before no, he even asked? Maybe a year. Before, no, it was, yeah, maybe a year. I love it. I've yeah. had it forever. And I have shopped. I've tried other things on, but it was always, I saw my dress and I was like, that's the one. And then I shoved it in one of his suit bags and I said, don't touch it. And he just groaned. So <laughs> then I was like, all then right. Then I started saving money. I'm like, okay, time to figure out. Did that ring. put pressure on yeah. you? I mean, it, 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 like you're, when you know that you're like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to marry this woman. <laughs> I'm going to buy a ring. I hope she's in the same mindset as me. And then you're like, yeah, she bought a dress. <laughs> Pretty sure she's going to say yes. <laughs> Get your shit together. So then how did you propose? What did you do? Well, first I went and met with the ring designer. <laughs> Oh my God, Mandy. I'm a planner. I don't Actually, know what to tell though, you. I get it. No, and my girl from uh, Ring Come True, Sheer, uh, helps with like doing ring design. And so I was like, all right, this, I said, you know, I heard about Sheer's business. Uh, and he goes, I think maybe you should go have a meeting with her. And I was like, okay. And there was like, yeah. yeah, right away. So I don't know what to tell you. Are you surprised? Are you surprised by anything right I'm now? I'm <laughs> not surprised. I, I know you very well. And yeah. this is not shocking. No. This is the millennial world. Like we, we meet in our late 20s. We know we're, we're very, we're like methodical about how the decision's going to make. There's no real surprises in life planning no. at this point. I don't think. It's there wonderful. There shouldn't be. I don't so think. <laughs> did you propose, Mandy? No. no. I, although Ooh, that, that would, is also. That would be so out would, of character. Hey. hey. He would have, no, Aaron's very traditional. That would have not. And actually he very much caught me off guard when he did propose. Clearly. I was having a very busy summer as we all are. And I finally got one summer off and we went up to Kilbear uh, Park up um, in Perry Sound. And where you'd always been going with your parents. Yeah, and I've gone there my whole life. And, and I just was really letting loose that weekend, um, you know, day drinking and being just kind of a gross little mess to look at. And Aaron was just like being a little bit distant. And I was wondering what was going on. Um, but really uh, like he caught me by surprise entirely, but I just looked like a bum, like just such a ragamuffin. And he was like, we're going to go at sunset. We're going to go take photos on the rock, which is what everybody in the campsites does. So it wasn't a big, um, red flag for me. And, uh, she had been playing, uh, like, badminton wasted drunk with her dad drinking canadian like it wasn't it wasn't it was planned but like she did not be a part of that plan like why are you being such a bummer i'm just trying to enjoy my one weekend (laughs) off for the summer i have weddings every weekend like leave me alone she before we walked down there you tried to put on a baseball cap and i was just like nope he just took it and threw it and i was like rude anyways because you wanted her to look good for the pictures and not be wearing a baseball hat i literally brought that you don't look good in a baseball hat i literally did not look good brought our friend jeff with us that weekend in order to be a photographer and to capture the moment (laughs) and like that was the reason he came and uh and so yeah i i took the baseball cap threw it off her head and i was just like nope and she had no context for why that would be the case i uh everyone was like dragging their feet getting down there so i remember being in the lead (laughs) hand in hand with her and almost like pulling her like a child being like, no, we got to get down there. She's like, we got plenty of time for the sunset. And I'm like, no, I want to get there early and make sure it's all good. And, and then eventually we were uh, standing out on this rock cropping that everybody goes for the sunset. It was a silhouette. So 
God bless Thankfully. the silhouette that saved my God appearance. God bless from, the silhouette. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, our, our dog was down there with us, and there was a little child swimming in the water that was in the background. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, it was, it was beautiful. We got some video great. of it and stuff. Uh, Aaron made no sense. He I just started crying. He became a babbling and mess then, and was kneeling on both knees. It was really quite something. And then he just <laughs> put out a ring and said, I want you to marry me. And I said, okay. I don't think I actually yes. asked. I said, I want you to marry me and then was looking for confirmation from you rather than asking so, a nice question like, will you? It was good. It was good. <laughs> the wedding was a little bit more well thought out. I think. <laughs> you got to plan it. That's why. So the wedding, I'm going to just say a few words that I pulled from your, one of your Instagram posts, just to give a little bit of a picture to the audience listening of what your wedding theme was. Now people have wedding themes, right? Mm. And people execute these wedding themes and they're really well done. But you guys just (laughs) went to town with your themes. You had, you took, I'm going to use these words and you took, and it seemed like elements from all of these different things and turned it into this classy, elegant, (laughs) nerdy (laughs) wedding extravaganza. So the words that I read were Game of Thrones. Yes. Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. Top Gear, yes. Dita Von Teese, Count of Monte Cristo, Pride and Prejudice, Wes Anderson, Peaky Blinders, Outlander, <laughs> and Medieval Times. Correct. Are these all things that you love? Yeah. Both of um, you. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're all this. of our little like nerdisms. And I, yeah. I, didn't, I don't think we really expected to have like... A, a wedding that looked like we were LARPing, although we got real close. Um, but it was, I don't know, the the way I always kind of describe weddings, because, um, you know, I do an element of the wedding planning, uh, is I try to encourage my clients. I say, your guests are attending your wedding expecting to experience your relationship for the evening. And so when you're picking out all these different elements and you get a little bit confused because you're looking at A and B and you're trying to pick which one is you know, uh, more like you, I always say revert back to what is your relationship like? Um, and if there is an opportunity to bring another element of, you know, something that is even just an inside joke between you, it's funny because it will allow your guests to continue kind of uncovering the little hidden details throughout the night. And not everyone will get every detail, but some people will be like, oh, that is so them. And that's exactly what I wanted to say. It wasn't like you had a Game of Thrones wedding. You (laughs) had like little winks and nods to all of these things that you love so much. It wasn't like you had... Jon Snow wandering around shaking hands with your guests or or dragons. at a different wedding (laughs) How cool would it be if you had dragons though? I know. But so where did you get married? Where, so you were, you didn't so, just get married at like Casa Loma in Toronto. Where did you get married? <laughs> no, no. So uh, the, the big thing for us and the deciding factor, I suppose, was um, we knew with his family in Vancouver, my family in Ontario, it was going to be a destination wedding for someone. Um, so we thought we'd even the playing field and let there be no home field advantage. And uh, we decided to... Uh, go to Scotland and we, um, Scotland happens to be a, an affordable place to get a castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we what a just, sentence to say. it Germany's expensive. Germany's South of France is yeah. expensive. Italy, Spain, it's all expensive to rent castles. And, you know, Scotland. I, we did was hum and haw a little bit about it to begin with. And then my sister was also uh, simultaneously planning her wedding, which was again, like 
infused with so many nerdisms and inside jokes. Um, and she goes, well, what's your dream wedding? And I'm like, a castle in Scotland. And she goes, cool, let's do that. And I was like, Okay. okay, so Emma, if you're listening, that was all of your fault. Um, <laughs> thank you for the inspiration. Um, yeah, yeah. And how did you find this castle? Do you know Scotland well? No, we've never been. Uh, yeah, we found it. I think it. I found it. Or I started, I found the way to find it, and then I think you settled in yeah, on it. Yeah, it was kind of complex, um, and it, it uh, there were a lot of factors that went into it, the big one being the guest list, um, mm-hmm. and what that guest list would be, because we had to make sure that the uh, venue was also the accommodation, right. which was so really cool. So we stayed there, right? Um, so that was a big thing: was was making sure that we we knew who were who was coming with us, and then kind of shaped it around uh, that guest list. It was a little bit of hunting, um, and then once we we found it, everything just fell into place. Yeah. yeah, and it was it. We realized kind of, I guess, how how big of a project that this was really going to be because getting everyone to go out there uh, before anything was booked. Too, we made sure to talk with our family and to say like, we need your blessing to do this. Um, this is what we have in mind. If we did this, could you see yourself coming? And my parents have never been overseas. Mm. Um, you know, his family would be coming from even further away uh, and talking to you know sisters and brothers with their finances and you just want to make sure everyone's okay. My sister was getting married in August. So really put a lot of weight on her to financially be able to right. pl- have her own wedding and then come to mine. And then it was just, you know, we were, once everyone kind of gave us the green light on their own, then um, we moved forward. Mm. Yeah. That's wonderful that they were all willing to do this. Yeah. It's, it's insane to me. I don't know if like they're, <laughs> They regretted that at any point, but yeah, the fact that everyone was really so selfless with being like, you guys have your, have your dream wedding and we'll figure it out. And so the dress that you bought 20 years ago to wear to your (laughs) wedding was just perfect for this. Yeah, it was. Did it have the cape already? No, no. So the cape was an add-on. So the cape was an add-on. The cape was a whole, a whole adventure of buying one one that didn't work out. Oh yeah. And uh, my girlfriend Kirsten actually made it. She went to, she had the dress in hand and went to a bunch of fabric stores and was like literally crawling through like the shelves at fabric stores to, to find and make this cape, which turned out to be amazing. Like it was, yeah. I loved me out. a cape. So yeah. I had one bride that I worked with who wore a cape. The only bride that's ever worn mm-hmm. a cape that I've worked with. And I said to her, like, I wish I could wear a cape every day. Yeah. I love capes. They're I so cool. I it. <laughs> can I wear your cape? Yeah, 100p, you can wear <laughs> to my cape. To a Game of Thrones party? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so you also wore a super cool crown. Yeah. So uh, both my sister and I were Googling um, how to make your wedding like as feminist as possible. <laughs> ah. So we were trying to, uh, there were a couple, you know, things that came about. One of the things I didn't like was a veil. I didn't want to have my face. I didn't want to be, you know, revealed to my husband who I've been living with for almost five years. Right. Uh, and, you know, he trades me for a bunch of cows and we're good to go. <laughs> I wanted to be, um, I wanted to feel, you know, powerful and in control and I didn't I I don't know I went back and forth a lot with what's trendy right now and I was always trying to make it so that we we wouldn't look back at our wedding in 20 years and laugh at some stupid decision we make which we 100% are going to do I'm sure but um the 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 headpiece idea was um was something I really wanted to focus on. And then a big thing for the last couple of years is I've been growing out my naturally silver hair. So I, that was, 
you know, a big decision to make right before your wedding. So, um, I have, it all kind of comes out of the crown of my head. So to have an actual crown framing it turned into like a really, like, it was such a beautiful way to kind of celebrate the fact that, that I had done that. So cool. Yeah. Nothing was by accident. What was it like to travel with a crown? Uh, the crown was fine. We got uh, pulled over a couple times for, we had a beautiful antique ring box that we got pulled over consistently while we were traveling. Really? Now that I think about it, that you didn't have your, you, you put, you checked your crown though. Yeah. So if it were to get pulled, we wouldn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of interesting that like anytime we got pulled over by security and then like there was nothing hidden that they were like, Oh, we have to see that. Yeah. Huh. I think one of the funniest things that might have been like missed by people in photos is that I had to also get a crown because Aaron had made himself a royal sash (laughs) to wear. Like he and he doesn't know what my outfit looks like, and so he's upping his. He had a costume change, and at one point he literally went to the fabric store, picked out the fabric, brought it home, sewed it, and was like fitting it to his body, and had like. I was like, this is why I shouldn't have let you watch the royal wedding was because he was taking notes the whole time and he was wearing like a, he was wearing a royal sash. So I, yeah. amazing. I had to get a crown. You had to. It was just one thing led to another. Can you imagine if he showed up with his sash and you didn't have a crown? Oh, what he would have happened? He married me. Like, it was honestly a bit of catch up. Like you <laughs> buying the crown was like catching up that you're like, I just have to try and like get to that <laughs> level. And it's my and whole life. <laughs> some of the guys were kilts. Yeah. Is that uh, just because we were in Scotland? Sorry, we were. I a wasn't. lot of bums. You were. A yeah. lot of bums. Nice. <laughs> Trevor was there in spirit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they um, they were wearing kilts. There was a, what was really nice, too, just because you're traveling. A lo- I tried to discourage people from traveling with their suits because it's just, I mean, you live and breathe in a suit. Yeah. Uh, so it's you can attest I to how difficult that is to, to just drag around with you. Um, but it was great that like Scotland's so used to people coming and renting kilts. So we rented kilts and, so fun. and they just had the best time. They had so much fun. We saw so many bums. Sounds yeah. like even better now. Towards the end of the night, it was, they were all up. Yep. Wow. How many people ended up coming? 19. That's amazing. Including us actually. So and including the photographers and us. Yeah. And yeah. the photographers. Okay. Yeah. So your pictures are pretty epic. Yeah. Who are these photographers? They're insane. So, uh, Cody and Krisha, um, I met through Gusto through uh, the company. Oh, so they're from here. They are you brought from them here. with you. Yeah. Well, more or less we, um, back when Cody and I were working together at one of the restaurants, um, you know, I got engaged and I was talking about it and he goes, I'm like, this is kind of the loose concept of what we're doing. And he goes, uh, I'm going to be your wedding photographer. And I was like, okay, well money. And he goes, no, no, we'll make it work. I'm going to be your wedding photographer. And I was like, okay, like this is the kind of enthusiasm I need. (laughs) And so, uh, it, and we ended up carving out this, uh, contract and deal, which was, um, so that they would, you know, be able to come over and, and stay with us for the whole time. And I was like, that's, what's really important to me is, um, you guys are friends of ours. So we want to make sure that your friendship is reflected through those photos because we want you to party with us. We want you to, you know, be immersed in the group. Um, and so they ended up, um, getting engaged as well. Uh, so I know I can't wait to, I don't think catering their wedding will ever be able to do them the favor that they did me, but, um, they, uh, went on this huge trip and they've been traveling for six months, um, all over the world. And they met us in Scotland. So it was great because we hadn't seen them for months. Um, and 
uh, Krisha, uh, Cody's fiance, is uh, from London. So she had all this confidence with driving on the other side of the road. She uh, had done a semester in Edinburgh. So she knew she had this familiarity that was like they, they were so much more than photographers for us. They were tour guides and um, helping us wrangle people and just friends the, the whole time. Um, and yeah, they they had this way of immersing themselves so much in our wedding party that it w- was all a very first person perspective. It didn't feel like someone came in and took our photos from the day. It felt like we were looking through the eyes of our guests when we were finally looking at these shots. So awesome. Yeah. The, the ceremony that you did there, were you legally married there or were you, did you have to get married here oh, first? Aaron's going to go off on this. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> I have a feeling when a lot of people choose a destination wedding and they quote unquote get married on a, sandy beach in uh another country or whatever the case is or maybe at a castle as well they don't actually get married they're smart they just decide okay let's go to city hall in ontario and get married there and then come over and just have a a ceremony over there uh i didn't decide to do it that way i decided hey how difficult can it be to get legally married in a foreign country like the uk turns out it's very difficult to get married in a foreign country um yeah it was a long process um I mailed our birth certificates overseas. I, you know, you have to get your passport done. You go through a visa immigration process. um, And it's surprisingly difficult because, I mean, assuming a lot of the reason is if you were a foreigner marrying a person from the UK, they want to vet that marriage to make sure it's legit so that you just don't get free citizenship eventually into the UK or... In our case, you know, maybe I'd be a 60-year-old man bringing a 15-year-old child bride to get married in the UK and then take her back to my country. But but that's not the case. So, wow, you know, easy, it, it, R. Kelly. It's very, it's very, very thorough and very, very strict. The UK Immigration Office really checks their T's and dots their I's half a dozen times with you before they're willing to say yes. Uh, but then eventually, once it is, I now have a foreign marriage, and I hope it's fully recognized in Canada is that really was, my answer to that. Yeah, that was so that was one of our most stressful parts was actually um, the, it the, was legit. the day before the wedding was easily like the most stressful of Aaron's existence. And one of the chores he had to do was to take uh, the car into town and pick up our marriage license and it was just such no, a. I, I had to deliver our passports because they hadn't seen our passports in person oh at gosh. that point. I don't. I don't even know. I was yeah. like, "You do this one thing, and I'll plan the rest of the wedding." That no I'm problem. buying a crown. <laughs> yeah, and I'm busy buying crowns. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is pretty stressful. Yeah, it was a process. It was, but yeah, I'm I'm happy that we got it done and that we did it legit. And now it's kind of neat because as a memory to it, you know, we have uh, all these different little things. But as a memory to it, it is neat that we have a certificate that says a UK marriage license yeah. and it's a reminder that we had a UK wedding and our officiant was wonderful too. Like yeah, I didn't really know what we, we were, were going to get after that process and she was perfect. So did yeah. you have to source an officiant from Scotland or did one come with no, the castle? It's the registrar. Uh, well, you're, I mean the, the, the I venues don't know <laughs> as Aaron, <laughs> the venues, the venue and the venue would allow you to, you know, they're like, Hey, we're a legal venue. You can get married here. If you're going to get your religious efficient, go get your religious efficient. And I looked into, uh, different options with like humanists because your family's Catholic, mm-hmm. my family's non-religious. Um, and so we're not going to have a Catholic one cause you have to go to a church, but, uh, you know, we looked at what does a humanist cost? And then I started pricing out what humanists were. And then I actually looked and like, what does it cost to just have a government registrar come out to do it? And it turns out it was like 
a quarter of the oh, cost wow. of a of a humanist celebrant. So we ended up just having the registrar and um, she had uh, the one that they had sent was someone who was very familiar with the venue and had done you know 60 70 weddings there so she was very familiar with it yeah what about the food though you you are in an industry where you're all about the food yeah how, how do you you obviously don't get a tasting beforehand unless no. you're in scotland um so i didn't I knew that when it came to my my own celebration, when I was looking at food, that it would be, I wouldn't put that much emphasis on it because frankly, like I, I like food, you like food, like we're, I know what good food is, um, but I certainly have seen enough weddings that I will not let any one thing, especially something as delicate as food, make or break my day. Good for you. Um, which is, uh, especially in a country I don't know, their standards are very different than um, North American, like I could tell from the get go that I was way more uptight than any p- person she had ever seen before really? and organized. I had like, Oh my God, dude, I had rendered, <laughs> I had taken imagine. photos off of their Facebook and rendered my expectations of what I wanted the room to look like. Good for you. That's psychotic. Yeah. When you had made floor plans of their castle and then sent them seating charts on the floor plans of their castle, she was like, yeah, these measurements make sense for <laughs> Like that's, <laughs> I have never loved you more than I do right now. I am, it's, I'm intense. And so we, we, you know, walked into the food with probably the most forgiveness. Not to mention Scottish food is not the food that's supposed to blow your socks off. Or, but, or look good sometimes. Or look yeah. good for that matter. But, but seriously, the food that we had at that venue and in the country in general, Scotland's got some good food. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was, we had some kind of crazy things that we had asked for, I guess our one, craziest thing was uh instead of doing a floral runner on the table we did a 24 foot charcuterie board oh my god so that was uh because that's very us mm. we are we do charcuterie all the time charcuterie. So. love it um so that was our that was our crazy thing that we asked for and they delivered can we talk about the owl <laughs> <laughs> mandy posted a picture I think you were still in Scotland when you posted this picture. It was the first wedding picture you and, posted. And it just you? said, yeah. get married with a check mark. <laughs> and it was you in the most regal pose with an owl <laughs> sitting on your You know, on your all hand. about to-do list. So <laughs> check. Where'd the owl come from? Is that a Harry Potter? Yeah. So the owl, um, we, <laughs> I don't know how this, how we landed on wanting owls, but I think, uh, I mean, to be fair, owls and falcons, like you've seen some of them at weddings, like yes, they're not common, I, but they I have did. Been I, done. I had a friend use a falcon and it was like, she did have a similar pose and it was just like such a boss lady moment. Um, but there was, um, so close by, I guess I was just really researching a lot of businesses close by and close by was the Scottish Owl Center, which is, um, there are a lot of different species of owls in Scotland and charity. they're if they're ever injured or hurt or um, it's a place for a recovery center for owls but then they also have some that have been raised since they were babies in the center so those become kind of their show owls because they're so used to human interaction so they take them out every now and then to schools and do education you know or photo ops or what have you um, and your money is a donation to keeping this owl center going um, so it was great it was a great cause um, and they, we had no idea which owls we were getting and they brought them in these cages and uh, I just looked over and my sister was like squealing by this like cage and 
it was this one monster owl. <laughs> I couldn't even, it was like having a giant fat house cat on your arm. <laughs> so like my arms like shaking in those uh, photos. And then Can't tell. on the other end, they had this little, the cutest little owl you've ever seen that you could put in your pocket and just, uh, she was named Lulu and then the other one was named Zeus. And so we, um, as a surprise, we had a couple surprises for the guests uh, and one of them was that after the wedding, they went and had high tea and we um, had a little spread for them. And uh, I said, okay, guys, we have to go outside and take photos. And they came around the corner and the handlers were sitting there with the owls. And so it was, it's kind of funny because as much as we plan this, you know, with all of our nerdism, nerdisms included, um, all of our friends are right on board with us. And yes. so to have, you know, all of my Harry Potter nerdy girlfriends like kind of lose their mind um and then at one point uh, we had told my sister about the owls and at one point she came around the corner with a wand and harry potter glasses and and a gryffindor like scarf and we're like yep that's about right wow she was into it yeah yeah correct so it was uh it was just so fun and like uh, having an having an animal interaction where the animals are comfortable and the handlers are sitting there um making sure they're comfortable and, and it's owls that are used to that kind of attention. Um, you know, it, it took over an hour of us like snapping photos and everybody got really hilarious shots. So love it. And in the end of the day, like it was, it was one hour mm-hmm. and it was a couple hundred bucks, but I, I still feel it was very good bang for your buck yeah. for what the photos were, for what the experience was for the people. It's very unique. It was a good surprise. And in an industry which, uh, does, obviously cost money to get married and everything like that. It's a big thing. That's a charity. And yeah. the money that you gave to that helps support owls that needed help and goes to, you know, creating more knowledge and et cetera. So yeah. it, it, That's you know, it's a good purchase as well. So we're not that good at people. We had two other splurge. Oh, items definitely spent a lot of splurge items. On ridiculous. Like what was the burlesque show a splurge item? So that was, yes. Guess who's that was. I can't guess. I, me. I know who it was. <laughs> that was somehow your choice was to have a like, burlesque dancer, like, which I'm fine think with. I'd be marrying someone who would want a stripper at the wedding, but, um, <laughs> burlesque is different than stripping. It, oh, yeah. Don't I know it? Um, so, the rehearsal dinner, once everyone got there, people didn't even understand the amount of stress that we were going through in trying day. to get that day sorted. Um, but the one thing we were trying to coordinate was we had flown in uh, one of my favorite burlesque performers of all time. Like I've actively been a fan of Eliza's for since university. Um, we flew her in from London and we're hiding her from the guests so that she could jump out during dinner and do surprise performances. So cool. It was quite a thing. And she, she travels heavy. She has a big giant bag and then has like her boas and her fans and like suit bags separately. And she's, you know, shows up in her like glamorous, like, you know, style with her hair in a turban. And we had to go take her and like put her in this one room that had a secret passageway up to the room where we were having our rehearsal dinner. Um, and then try to keep all of the boys away from her because for some reason they were just like, they just knew something was going on and they're just like toddlers trying, you're trying to keep them out of, you know, one space and they're drawn to it naturally. So, um, but it was good. It was, we did successfully surprise almost everyone. Oh, it was great. Cause it was, uh, I think, you know, first course it happened at dinner or whatever the case was, uh, we went and stood up 
after our friend Ryan gave his MC speech, we went and stood up and said a couple words. But really, the purpose of those words was to just introduce her. And uh, it was, uh, you, I think you ended it with like, okay, and let's get the party started. And we just walked off. And as we were walking off from standing in front of everyone, she walked in right behind us and just like shimmied her in, ass in. Oh my God. It was it great. Was How long did best. she perform for? So she did two performances. So she did the first one. Um, and they're like five, six minute dances. Um, but she, oh my gosh, the, the entertainment value. I, I truly think too, I was having a full on breakdown. Like I was at the head of the table, just losing it. Well, that course. was a, an emotional, stressful day. Uh, yeah. every, you know, getting everyone to the castle, you know, you had a little crisis earlier, which you'll talk about later, probably, um, <laughs> I had to go run off into Sterling to make sure that we could, you know, get married and drive on the left side of the road. And it was just a drain, just a draining lot. day. And then once she was up there dancing, that was like the moment just that the day loose. shifted into like let loose party mode. You were screaming. I was screaming. Yeah. She was so fantastic too. And she just like, I was like, she's almost like a cartoon. Like her expressions are just so big and so much fun and she was just such a tease like it's it was just such a and I think for the first dance everyone was shocked like everyone was like this did not just happen and so it was funny because I was looking at my parents I was like oh my gosh are they gonna be okay with this and they were both so into it like they were you know to them it was like oh like a Vegas showgirl and I was like there you go that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Sure, the yeah. show girls. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was so much fun. And so yeah, the, it was just it really kicked off the party, which was which was really great. And then um Aaron also got a splurge item. What did you get? Uh mine was burning the same amount of cash, except I did it over three days rather than <laughs> two five minute dances. Um <laughs> I uh and this is Still perhaps the top gear element. Uh I rented a caterum which is a uh, an open top two seater weighs maybe 800 pounds uh with you know a couple hundred horsepower uh standard obviously with like a roll cage on it it's open wheeled car cool. and you're sitting like two inches or three inches off the ground kind of a thing did you, know. you get to drive it or was this just oh, a Oh, this prop? was a rental. Wow. I had it for three days. Everyone got wow. to drive it. We drove it around in very narrow country roads and definitely got into dangerous moments with it on occasion. It was fun. Yeah. Had you ever driven on the wrong side of the street? No. That was the first time. That also, was the it's first very time. North American for us to say the wrong side. I know. Sorry, We're that's so obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Like, what dicks? <laughs> the whole time, they're like... Is the this is the wrong side. <laughs> um, <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, it, it was definitely fun, especially because it's kind of funny. We're in the middle of rural, you know, country at that point. The the to say that there's two sides of the road there is kind of comical. It the laneways that you're driving on those country roads are not wide enough for two cars. You slow down, and I just like, happen to pull to the left when the other car passes me. In there's the meantime, something about them that just like calls to you to be irresponsible. Oh yeah, like there was there was definitely it brought that little bit of a. Um, that little bit of when Aaron and I would be like on motorcycles and he would just, you know, open the engine just to hear me squeal, you know, <laughs> on the back. And uh, there was a lot of that. So to have that kind of on our wedding day where the two of us are in the car, uh, strapped in and Aaron's just opening up and I'm trying to hold my crown on my head cause we're literally flying away. And then the drone is like chasing us. Yeah, <laughs> getting... I was like, that was so, it was so nice to have that a little bit of that. Yeah. Like burning rubber on your wedding day. What's the breakdown that you had on the first day? 
Uh, no, we arrived. So the weird thing in the UK is uh, you can have groceries delivered. So we had ordered all these groceries and our alcohol to be delivered. Um, but last minute, we changed our delivery time to suit the venue to be a little bit earlier in the day. And when we did that, it kicked off all the alcohol from our order because they legally can't deliver it at 9 a.m. or what have you. So when we get there, I'm like, my sisters are like, what can I do? Is like, go um, set up the bar. And they go, Mandy, we can't find the alcohol. And I was like, what? And so I went and looked and my catering manager was like, it's not here that's a sentence nobody ever wants to hear right? for a wedding we Every, can't find arrived at the, the alcohol castle. especially considering <laughs> the, the lushes that were invited to our wedding um so i was like that can't be right like that's so frustrating and so we finally look and i was like oh bleep 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 lots of curse words coming out of me but it's something that my chef would be like there she goes she'll figure it out um but something that you know you're in-laws are like oh my god she's having a breakdown and I was like no this is just this is what I do um so I was outside cursing and swearing uh just trying to figure out how to do this trying to figure out how to put an order in and talking to the person on the phone and um it's funny because my sisters are so in tune with me that they were just like they're like Mandy we're here when you're ready for us and I was like good girls you know how to deal with my brain, but everyone else was, it was like a horde of zombies just like turned and looked at me and were like, can, oh, can I, I help? I and I was like, no, you can't help because I'm the best person to do this job. So just, I just need space to thrash Back and then off. I'll be fine and then I'll be good. And so it was great. We did have friends just save the day and they, they just took our credit card into town and got the alcohol, but a ton of alcohol and then we realized that no matter how good my alcohol calculations are my friends still drank more than that <laughs> so i think we were like close to 30 bottles you, of scotch so you have <laughs> you have a formula that you use to calculate wedding totals as a caterer and you've done 50 60 100 weddings using this formula and it's never proven you wrong you've actually you were the one who taught me your formula. Yeah. yeah. Way back in the beginning when so, I was first starting. And then throw it out. And don't use it anymore. I uh, if my friends are coming, don't bother. <laughs> okay. Just. Every day we had to do an alcohol run and we burned, we were burning, I think $450 a day. No, $400 or 400 euro or 400 pound a day. I think it was 400 pound. 400 pound a day in so spirits. Because like it, what, we couldn't go, you can't drink that much beer. That's just a lot of beer. But when you're doing it with scotch. They were burning like four, four bottles a day, four so or five much. bottles a day. And this is, this is, don't get me wrong, on a big party, that makes sense. This is, this is less than 20 people. This is 19 people. Really is like, just a core group of like six to eight people drinking this. I'm much. not a really big drinker. I, cu- I couldn't believe it. My, and it got to the point on the last day, they were pouring, I would, the server would pour my wine and then one of the guys would come around and pour the scotch, the same, like five ounces of scotch in a glass and i was like that's what was this is out of control no no i remember we sat down on the wedding day actually when we sat down for dinner on the wedding day first course you know we sit down ryan comes over and pours me the last scotch out of a bottle and he says this is the end of the third bottle we only have one left and he's like i don't think we bought enough just so but also it's five o'clock on the wedding day, dinner starting, and they've already gone through three bottles of scotch between just a couple people. 
It was a lot. It was a lot of scotch. I don't know how it happened. But, and also it just doesn't give you much of a hangover. So then they'd be up and going the next day. And I kept relying on them to be hung over. Pass out and sleep They in. just kept going. <laughs> it was day after day. It was, <laughs> Hair we of the brought dog like stuff, such yeah. a, yeah, such a party crew, um, which was so fun. Also, a lot of our friends didn't really know each other very well. So it was, well, it was nice that they, each other. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You also, so I was on Instagram just waiting for you to post pictures because I was addicted to seeing your wedding photos as they were happening in your stories. But I noticed that your posts were very poetic. You were using quotes. (laughs) Were those song lyrics predetermined before, like you knew you were going to post these songs on your Instagram? Yeah. So... Well, yeah. and I was I would try to figure out the lyrics to your posts like without having to google them. And there was one that just was driving me crazy. I knew I knew it. I recognized it so hard. Was it was well the the lyric was lifetime of promises and a world of yeah, dreams. And you I was know that song. I was singing it in my head. I could I could totally picture it and then it finally hit me like hours later. <laughs> like oh fuck, it was the best. It was Tina Turner. Yeah. Amazing. Slash- Honestly, from Shit's Noah Creek. Reed. Did, yeah. did, is this the two of you? Is this one of you? Oh, come on. This social is, media this is, is all 100. Not, the whole, social media is Aaron everything Mandy. I have nothing media. to do with social media. He has no tags. Our photographer was trying to convince him to get Instagram just so he could be tagged. And he's like, never. No, um, no it's a lot of... Uh, we had a lot of songs that meant a lot to us. Um, so, I, you know, I, I do... They were well thought out because of the sentiments behind them. So um, I was kind of pulling on different song lyrics uh, for our captions just to to kind of get across that you can't really get music to kind of play through Instagram totally. and, and you, you lose that dimension of it, um, which was really, it was really powerful for us. We had like, we had some really great songs that we used. Um, Aaron had a really great song to enter to. Uh, he entered to Somebody to Love by nice, Queen, but yeah. only like the acapella part where oh, it like wicked. builds up. It was, so it was really fun and climactic. And I love how you're both so theatrical. Like this wasn't just Mandy, yeah. like <laughs> trying to be a nerd and doing all these cool things. Like you were, you were up it's on it too. It's literally me oh, trying yeah. to keep up with Aaron. It's like, awesome. He comes up with stuff and I'd be like, this is so extra. And now I have to up my game and that's our whole life which is so cool yeah. do you have a gay brother no that's okay you two i'm sure we could probably record a part two to this but i, uh, I gotta say goodbye and and thank you thank you for oh coming gosh, and telling me for having us i knew we would get together eventually and drink and talk all about your wedding but this was so special to have you tell me thank like this you. i loved hearing about this wedding you guys are so fucking cool i can't handle it oh my gosh you're thank so you. flattering thank you for coming thank you for sharing this with the world thank, thank you. you for giving us a platform Thanks, oh you're welcome yeah. bye guys bye bye Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions.